Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This is it. This is the one... We've been waiting for it, Pash. Um, a little overdue. <laughs> a little overdue. It is. Um, you, you know, you, you expect northeast snowstorms in January and February, specifically late January and February. Um, this is the one. I'm convinced. I don't have, and you don't. No one really has all the details. Everything's there. We'll talk about that coming up. You're listening to the Weather Insider Podcast for Wednesday, January 12th. Uh, Jessica Pash, Bernie Reno, you know, it's, it's so big of an event. I don't even think we're going to talk about football today. Yeah. Um, we'll get right into the storm. Um, you know, it's quiet for the next couple of days. Um, everything starts to set up and, you know, there's one of the rules, Jessica, and I don't know if, if you know this rule that, that there was a rule when I got the Ac- AccuWeather and this is where it starts. This is where, you know, when you're looking at a storm, where do you start the conversation? Well, it's called the old Norm McDonald rule. For those that live in New England, that have been in New England for a long time, uh, Norm McDonald was one of the more famous on-air meteorologists in, in Southeastern New England. Um, God rest his soul, he passed away several years ago, but I had the uh, honor and privilege to work with the man uh, when I first arrived at AccuWeather in 1990. And his rule is, and I call it the old Norm McDonald rule, and he may have gotten it from somewhere else, is that when you have a storm, when you have energy, it exits the U.S. where it enters. And what I mean by that, where the energy enters, it exits at the same uh, latitude. That's interesting. When it comes to the U.S. So, and it's it's a guide. It's not a steadfast rule, but the upper low will be coming in, right? The energy comes in on the Northwest coast. Um, tomorrow, late tonight, tomorrow morning, right? So right away, that tells you, well, you should look at this system exiting at the same latitude along the East Coast, which would be somewhere across New England, north of Boston. So right off the bat, you know, what does that rule tell you? That it, it, It's a rule, it's, it, it, it's a guideline, it's not a steadfast rule, that right off the bat, you would think, well, wait a minute, the odds of this system staying buried and pulling, let's say, off the Carolina coast, right off the bat, you should think, well, you, you've got to worry about that, that that's being right. And remember modeling, what, a couple of days ago on Monday, Pash, showed this thing getting buried off the Carolina coast. That's right. And right off the bat, you should be suspicious of that. Mm-hmm. I think that part of what is slowing down the storm a little bit is that blocking high in the Northeast. And that's also what kind of sets the stage before we get to the Northeast. That's what sets the stage with the cold air out ahead of it. And we were talking about this yesterday, Justin Pavic and I, and we were saying it's almost like a roadblock. It kind Mm -hmm. of directs the storm 
from the North Central and Upper Midwest into the Southeast. It's like a roadblock that prevents it it from coming into the Northeast because Alberta Clippers, I mean, what are the odds that they typically come that far south? You know, typically. And and, and the problem is it's a number of pieces. You know, I I was talking about the piece coming into the Northwest, but what allows this to dig is what you just brought up. You've got energy coming across the Canadian prairies out of Alberta and and in the Saskatchewan. And that's what causes the whole trough to not move from west to east because it could still move west to east, but it causes it to dig. And then the blocking high that you talked about causes the meteorological traffic jam. So there are a number of things that are going on and there are a number of pieces with it that makes it complicated. But that's the beginning part, you know, the overall pattern as you talked about. Yeah, but I think that also something to keep in mind is to be careful because we talk about how over oceans, especially over the northern Pacific, we don't have a lot of sensors and a lot of ways mm-hmm. to get this the information from the storm to sample it, to then right. put that into the models. And so I think we have to be still wary of what we're forecasting until that piece of energy actually comes ashore, which like you which said, will, should be tonight and tonight, tomorrow, tomorrow I agree. But here's what tilts it to me. And this is why you can tell I'm amped up for this. I believe there's a snowstorm. I don't, I, I believe because of the reason that you just talked about that the exact location of where this energy is going to go is, is a little up into debate, but here's what just, crystallizes it for me for the northeast the cold air mass that is in here that was here over the weekend is leaving but there is another fresh injection of cold air coming just as cold friday night very cold friday night and a saturday and then also if you look at the 500 millibar you've got that one piece of cold air coming but there's a second one there's a second little trough that swings through the northeast just a little bit as we get into Saturday night and Sunday. And when you look at the surface map on the modeling here, and and, and, and again, what I think about, think about this, the, the fresh injection, the energy that's bringing that is already across the North American continent. So it's, it's already being, it's already being sampled. So I, I don't have any doubt about that, but what I see is once I see a fresh injection of cold air coming in, and this is real cold air, you just mentioned it. You know, I see a high pressure system in Sunday morning, about 1030 millibars sitting across Burlington, Vermont. And you look on the southern edge, where do you see an area of low pressure across the southeast? That's a textbook surface map, 24 hours in advance for a northeast snowstorm. And when I see that, that's a, you know, I I remember being taught that was like one of the first things I was taught at, at Penn State. And then it was crystallized when I got the AccuWeather about 30 years ago that look at the surface map and all of a sudden it's there. Now, where's the storm going? Is, is there going to be a primary low that tries to go up into the Midwest and then there would be a secondary event, in which case then during the transfer, there would be a ripoff zone. That's a possibility. That's a possibility. Is the storm coming up the I-95 corridor or could it be a little farther east and hug the coast? All possibilities. Now, much of what I see tells me, and, and I was talking with Brett Anderson about this, the GFS, the American model, is suggesting a primary low coming up in the Midwest and then there's a secondary storm. Understood, but I understand that all of its ensemble members are farther east. 
I don't, I don't buy that solution that it's, there's a primary coming up and there, there would be a secondary. I think there's one storm. It forms in the Southeast and then it comes right up the coast. And it, 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 it it's a long in east of the night or long 95, right along the 95, in which case then you're talking snow going over to the rain along the 95 corridor, including southern New England. Um, but again, if it if that upper low is a little farther east, then then you have to spread the snow east. If the if there's a primary low, that could bring problems. But no matter how you slice it, to me, this is going to be a northeast snowstorm. Don't have the details, but that fresh injection of cold air to me, and and you know from you know forecasting with me, that's it for me. That's like when you see that, it's coming. Now we have to figure out the details. Yeah, and I think there's a couple other things also to consider with this, and I'll just kind of ramble them off here, and then you you decide which one you want to take on. But one is the possibility of severe weather in the southeast yeah, on the warm absolutely. side. That's that's absolutely one. And yeah. then two, depending on the track for the northeast, we have to be concerned about flooding, coastal mm-hmm. flooding, mm-hmm. the possibility of gusty winds on top of that. That's and all in it. Yeah. The full moon is on Monday. So you could have problems so, still flooding. Yeah. Absolutely. Depending on where the track goes, I think that's a problem. And, and I didn't even touch on that. Those are good points. And, and the other thing I and I failed to mention, Mark Mancuso, who you know lived down in Atlanta for years, always talks about this wedge. Well, that cold air wedge coming into the northeast is going to make its way down in the western parts of North Carolina. It's a wedge of cold air, the upstate of South Carolina, right in Atlanta, Georgia. And if this upper low remains, if it takes a track that's along and south of Interstate 20, you've got to worry about accumulating snow, certainly in a city like Charlotte, where it's rained the snow. I could see it in Greenville, Spartanburg, in the upstate of South Carolina, where you have higher terrain. And I don't want to set the, the entire southeast in a panic. But there's going to be snow with this in northern Georgia and perhaps even northern parts of Mississippi if this upper low cuts off and you get cold air. And I see it. I see snow possibly in Atlanta out of this because of that cold wedge that comes in. It's usually along and east of I-75. Mark Pancuso always talks about this to me, the wedge coming in. Um, So that's something we have to worry about. But you're right. There could be severe weather on the southern side. I think it would be limited to the Gulf Coast. And the other thing is, you talked about a soaking rain with the possibility of some coastal problems as well. Yeah, so we have everything with this. The good news is, though, nobody can say that they didn't have warning. In the southeast, if they mess this up and if they are not prepared for snow or ice... That is on that because yeah, that's the other thing I didn't consider about Pash is that there might be a little ice with this Mm -hmm. too, depending on how deep the cold air is. And and by the way, if you just look, uh, you know, assuming the assuming, and I think this is right, once you get a storm that you have a strengthening storm too. The other thing is is that as this comes north, it strengthens. It's pressure. Well, I don't know if it's going to be a bomb cyclone. I don't mm-hmm. think we're it ready. It looks to like they were hinting at that, though. It's hinting, but it is going to be a strengthening storm. Mm-hmm. And once you get a storm, my, my rule of thumb is in my head. Once you're below 990 millibars, you're talking about over a foot of snow wow. on the northwest side of the storm. That there is going to be a zone on the northwest side of the storm 
that you're going to get a foot of snow. And I think that that is very likely, you know, when, once you get, I don't know, out of the, out of maybe, maybe in, once you get into Western Virginia, see, to me, this is an Appalachian special. Mm-hmm. That's what it looks like to me. This looks like a snow going over to rain and you will get snow, I think, on the front end, Philadelphia, even Washington, D.C., New York City, Boston, that goes over to rain. But the heavy snow is that classic Appalachian, you know, from I-81 in eastern, in, in western Virginia, right up in State College here at AccuWeather headquarters, Hagerstown, north and west of, you know, D.C. is going to be a fight once you get north and western suburbs. I think D.C. would go over to rain, but there's a fight with rain and snow. I think Harrisburg, there's a fight with, with the rain snow line. You're very familiar with that area. But then oh, once okay. you get into the Pocono Plateau on west, I think there's over a foot of snow. And then once you get interior parts of New England, like a Bingham, well, New York State, like a Binghamton, uh, Albany, Burlington, western parts of Maine, it's over a foot of snow. And this could turn into an area where you have lots of blowing and drifting if the storm bombs out. That's what it looks like to me, a Appalachian snowstorm. But as you bring up the points, you have to tap the brakes on being too specific. But to me, the storm's coming. So from the southeast to the and, and you know what we didn't talk about, Pash, what this does in the plains. I mean, there's going to be several inches of snow with this across the eastern. Oh, they've had their fair share already. Well, <laughs> but they're going to get. I mean, and and you watch someone in Iowa on the northeastern foot, side of the upper low will get over a foot. Mm-hmm. It, funny things happen out there that you don't <laughs> think that there's going to be like. 12, 13 inches, and someone comes in with this 15, 16. So that's going to be a problem Friday and the Saturday. Yeah, central have, Iowa. You could have snow down the Little Rock. You could have snow down the Nashville, northern parts of Mississippi, Alabama, rain going over to a period of snow, and then it comes northward. So I think this, I mean, this is going to be a big storm. I'm on board with the northeast snowstorm. I think it favors the Appalachians over the coast. But there are many things as you bring up that we don't know yet. But I'm telling you, that fresh injection of cold air, that's a lightning rod for me. You yeah. see that, storm's coming. We just have to get the specifics. But climatology would suggest that this comes up the 95 corridor, rain along the coast. The, the, what you talked about is the coastal problems. You have an area of, of a fight. Uh, right near the storm or just to the northwest where it's where it could be some ice or, you know, there's probably going to be some ice with this, but north, but just west of the storm track, because of that pressure is lowering, this looks like a foot of snow to me. And right now, I would say anywhere from the I-81 corridor up the spine of the Appalachians, northeastern Pennsylvania, Harrisburg's close, Binghamton, uh, Poughkeepsie, you could be fighting with it, um, uh, Albany. Burlington, most of Vermont, Western Maine, once you get to Boston, New York City, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C., the farther north you go, the longer period of snow before a changeover. But I do believe it's a changeover. Yeah. And you said I'm familiar with the Harrisburg area. I worked there for about two and a half years. And anytime there's a fight, the ice wins. Yeah. No, usually that's right. And and I I, unless the storm track is a little farther east. Mm hmm. But that I-95 track, you will there will be a fight and ice will win. I agree with you. Yeah, five so, days out still for the Northeast. So a lot's still going to change between yeah, now because and the, then. But. You know, we're talking about Friday, Friday night in the Plains, Saturday night, Sunday across the Southeast, Sunday night, Monday, Mid-Atlantic, Northeast. Long week ahead of track. Long week ahead. So um, 
just so for everybody you know, uh, for the network, I will not be on the network. Unfortunately, I, I am at home recovering from sickness. Uh, Pash, we're going to try to Skype in those the yes. next couple of we'll days. We'll get you in. We, we got to get on on this. This is the one <laughs> I've been waiting for. I so, know. I said Bernie must be dying at home just to dying be on. And dying and probably, this. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and the, unfortunately, uh, my wife is also recovering from sickness. So she's stuck with me for the next five years. <laughs> she so, gets to listen to you ramble on about the snow. I've already been rambling all morning. <laughs> So she unfortunately stuck with me for five days. Imagine that. Uh, I was going to say H-E-L-L she has. <laughs> all right. That's all right. So listen, make sure you uh, download the AccuWeather app. Um, we'll keep you updated with the storm. Listen, lots can happen. We don't have the details, but I'm convinced there's a snowstorm in parts of the Northeast. Right now, I'm going with climatology. That is the storm coming right up the coast uh, along the I-95 corridor. And as Pash talked about, some impacts all the way in the southeast. Any any parting shots, Jess? No, just uh, the AccuWeather app has a great feature, Wintercast. It's going to let you know when the snow starts, stops, if you're getting any ice out of it. And again, it's all free right at the palm of your hand. All right. Have a good Wednesday. Thank you for listening to today's edition of Weather Insider. For the latest in breaking weather news, be sure to follow Bernie Reno on Twitter at AccuRaino. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and review all of our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.,